Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Tonight, the Padres kick off their first of three in Arizona, and our host, Mike Janella, knows that means baseball in the desert, which sounds crazy. I, I literally, I can't imagine. Right. It, it sounds like a for, different sport to me, like right. a foreign planet. Alongside Mike, we've got Bill Center, who pulls no punches. I do think that right now, his game, uh, his game sucks. Right now. I mean, right? Plain and simple, I right. feel. Yeah. You took so, my line, man. And rounding out the crew, it's Brady Phelps, who also pulls no punches, but literally. I would ask who wants to fist fight me first. Come out to the middle and let's have a fist fight. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Brady Phelps. Happy Friday. Welcome to Padre Social Hour. Who wants to punch Brady Phelps in the face? <laughs> Bill uh, Center has his hand raised. That's what all those thousands of people a couple blocks away are right. lining up for, right? <laughs> is to get in a fight with Brady Phelps. Right. I that's think that's what they're here for. Welcome to the AMR studio. A very, uh, very empty, quiet AMR studio. Right. The Padres are on the road. A lot of people, you guys made it through that. Donald Trump, fracas out there, all the crowds. Yeah, okay. wasn't easy. It's all fine. Yeah, a lot of people I mean, out there. I made the bold, I don't know, mistake of wearing a hat that sort of mocks the Trump Yeah, thing make the Padres brown again. You've got yeah. your hat on. But everyone there, it's kind of like yeah, everybody right. was giving me the stink eye. You know, he looks like a protester. Yeah, am I a protester? Am I a supporter? And either one, they're, they're going to dislike me. And so I dodged a few punches out there myself. Uh, little, little do they know you're just a general right. ne'er-do-well on neither side of yeah. it. So you're just there uh, to make your, your case. Plus side, the insignia on his shirt looks like a wall. Yeah, so this is <laughs> got a lot this going is a little on. Uh, pop culture reference, uh, though. I wouldn't expect you to get it. So. Luckily, <laughs> luckily we, uh, <laughs> we all made it, and we're here. And uh, a lot of people were asking if we're going to get Trump on the show. A, do you know who books our guests? Blooper. Yeah. We're not going to get anybody of any kind of national prominence. And B, if you get one on in a political campaign, equal time laws, you've got to get either then Hillary or Bernie on later. And again, trusting Blooper to get two people of that magnitude, not, uh, not very – not going to pay off. If yeah, you yeah. were in charge of booking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just a host, so I don't, I don't do that. You don't have to. Stuff, you just right. have to make sure you give the invitation. If they want it, yes. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, none of them will be joining us. Or fortunately, depending yeah, on where like you lay on the political spectrum. What is unfortunate about that? We um, will have the third-party candidate in Snoop Dogg, though. Yeah. Do you hope? Well, hopefully. We haven't booked them yet. Again, we'll wait to see if Blooper can pull if that off in a couple on, weeks. And I'm Snoop not co-hosting. Well, <laughs> if he's on you and you're here, you're going to get off the couch because it's him and Bill. That – you can watch yeah. from afar. I will, again, I will resort to fist fighting. I don't like violence, but I mean, you guys put me in this position. I need to be here with the capital S, we'll yes, see. impression, double to P, D, O, double G, O, D, O, double G, E, C. He's putting the case forward. He's auditioning, so we'll have yeah, to we'll take mean, it into no, consideration. I will, never, will, I will not take that away from Bill. No. Oh. Yeah. Because I'm going to ask them that question of what do you go by if they call you by one name, Snoop or Dog? Perfect. Save it. This is Gold TV. Save it for when Snoop is here. <laughs> the answer is uh, Snoop. The Padres are yeah. back in action. They had an off day <laughs> yesterday. Like dog? 6.40 is the first I go pitch. by dog. They're out in the desert against the Diamondbacks. We'll talk about all that coming up. Also, make sure to let us know any of your thoughts throughout the course of the show using hashtag PadresSH or jumping live on the conversation happening at Padres.com slash social hour. Uh, now, before we get to any of the uh, game action or anything to preview, uh, I brought this today. And this is for any of you who followed on Twitter last Before night. Before we get to anything important. Yeah. Right, right. We're going to get something really important. So 
yesterday, uh, Randy Jones and Annie Halpern were on the show, and last night was the National Spelling Bee, Scripps National Spelling Bee Finals. So we had a Padres Spelling Bee, which Annie won. She was a gracious winner. Not no, shocking. Yeah, not Annie like uh, Nihar, the co-champ. Did you guys watch any of the Spelling Bee or the highlights? Yeah, I saw Randy. That one kid. I saw some of the highlights, but I was oh, busy. Oh, you were talking oh, about the know. National. I don't yeah, care. not this one here. Well, I was watching sports. Like the, th the Thunder were... were Playing the Warriors last night. Why uh, in the world would you be watching? So many people on Twitter had both. It's on the computer was one, on the TV oh was the other. Gosh. The highlights today, you could have seen something. That kid was a monster. No, I did see hard. some of it, but I oh, wouldn't yeah. watch it live. Oh, yeah. If, if I, game five is, I mean, come on. All I asked was if you saw some of it, like highlights or whatever. Not Don't if you were talk dedicated to me. watching with Don't popcorn or anything like that. So we had our Padre Spelling Bee, and I mentioned that I had won my Spelling Bee in third grade, and I wish I had brought my trophy yesterday to show it off, uh -huh. but I wasn't sure if I had it here in San Diego with me. I, I went home. And I went, I went into my box of trinkets that I brought over, bobbleheads and books and all that kind of stuff that I haven't unpacked yet, and I found it. It was right there on top. So I tweeted yesterday, and I tweeted yes. a picture of me once I found it. I'm like, hey, look, RJ, Annie, I found that trophy I was talking about. And, uh, you know, that was a good laugh. And then later, Randy, a couple hours later, tweets me this. From like, I found road. one of my trophies as well. And at first, I didn't know what he was talking about, and then I click <laughs> on the link, and boom, it's Randy with the Cy Young, and I was officially social media dead. Yeah. It was just, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. how do you come back from that? No, you don't. It's amazing you're here today. I, I told you on Twitter yeah. last night, you're hosting I'm the show be tomorrow. In the corner, you're hosting Thankfully, the show, I, I recovered. But that, yeah. I mean, that was soul crushing. I applaud Randy. That's, yeah. that's I mean, Twitter 101. That was really Yeah, impressive. I mean, the reality is any one of your followers could have probably tweeted a trophy that was better than right, your third grade spelling bee. Third grade what? Spelling However, right. Randy, you know, had the ultimate trump card with right. a Cy Young Award. So. Yeah, it was great. And I, I honestly, I forgot because working with him so often, he be, he's now, you know, a friend, a co-worker. You forget every once in a while that he was a Cy Young winner. So when I see, he didn't even put the I don't. picture oh, wait, in wait, between. Wait, 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 wait. I don't forget that. I have a little I, respect I, for the I man. I don't think I've forgotten that either. Yeah. Because we both have respect for the man. Exactly. Don't, don't yeah. tell me this is a, a respect thing. It it's was a 100% honest, just, of respect. No. Yeah. Bill has been yeah. a, a sports writer, a legend in the industry for over 50 years. We, and you we, were over there. Right. Forgetting my that, eyes that, so hard that Randy Jones is a Cy Young winner? You forgot I mean, that. I mean, you're here for a, like, a month and a half, and you forget that. Unbelievable. Because Randy and I's relationship has, you know, gone to the next level. We're friends now. That's the first thing I think of him as is a close personal friend. You know what? Honestly, I, I felt like so. I was your friend before you made all these comments up about Randy. I mean, Randy's a great guy. Great pitcher. Love him. But I just didn't think of it at first. The point being, I was like, oh, what's this link? Is it going to be spam? Is it going to be whatever? And then I see it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Do you feel Cy disrespected Young. when your friend? Aren't like oh my Canela third grade spelling bee. Yeah, when well they don't know that you won it. Yeah, they all know that I won it because <laughs> oh, I carry yeah. this trophy around with me wherever I live in the United right. States of America. Like the Actually, amount of irony yeah. going believe, on right now. I believe with, that part with the bobblehead and the trophy. Yeah, we got the right RJ bobblehead and my trophy uh, right next to them. Pretty perfect. Actually. Oh, it's great. All right, so that's the spelling bee story. I luckily was able to recover to host the show yeah, today. Worst story I've ever. And heard. Uh, Randy's back tomorrow, so maybe I'll have this here for him. I can autograph, you know, some spelling cards for him or something. And I'd like to point out to the viewing audience that. Your name is not on that no, trophy. No, it's not. No. So you could have easily picked that up at the thrift store no, on your way here. No, this is the school I went to, so I at least had to know a kid that I could have beat beaten up. Well, I was going to say, I don't think you could have beaten up in that <laughs> third grade. <laughs> hey, hey, this is me, not Blooper you're talking to here. So a little bit uh, of respect for my physical prowess. Oh, um, all right. Prowess. We all saw you run. It wasn't that much better than me. <laughs> hey, it, w it was better, though. You acknowledge that at least. <laughs> yeah, I'm as bad as it gets. You were a little better than the worst. Hey, better is <laughs> better. 
Um, and we're still we're trying to get to our other challenge, the throwing challenge, the yes. rugby field uh, ball back, Rigley, Brady yeah. versus me. So we're working on that for those of you who have been eagerly anticipating. <laughs> Everyone's like, what the are you last three about? weeks, yeah, they've We've all forgotten. Completely this forgotten this. Um, all right, there's a game tonight that has nothing to do with my spelling or us running or throwing any objects. Uh, it's the Padres and the Diamondbacks. Uh, what do you guys just general broad strokes uh, as we kick off the show expecting out of this series? Because the D-backs are kind of railing a little bit too, but the Padres are limping like right. they've just been you know, beaten three times straight, which they have. What well, are you guys I'm, uh, hoping for? I'm thinking? glad they're going to a ballpark like uh, Chase Field. Uh, Coors would have been better, but uh, sometimes you need to be in the right ballpark to get your offense going. And I think that actually they're in a good ballpark to uh, maybe get some runs on the board. Yeah, it's nice to face a team that's also coming off a series being swept. Right. You don't. Uh, you don't get. They got crushed. Too, you yeah. Don't get that every day. Yeah. Right. Too, someone's got to win tonight. I'll we, tell we you. We think, right. right? We hope. The expectations that era. I mean, the 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 air has just gone out of that balloon. For Arizona. For Arizona. Yeah. Ooh. All the money yeah. he spent, the Granky right. money. He yeah. must be wondering, right. like, what did I do? Granky, yeah, his, last, his last decision. start was good, but every start right. prior to that was. Pfft. That's the sound of air coming out of a balloon, I think. That's very uh, onomatopoeia of I think, you. I think one uh, – nice pull, onomatopoeia, nice. I think that was one of the words I spelled in this 1993 <laughs> trophy-winning campaign. They were probably more words like, like More like cat. Yeah. No, rhododendron was my winning word. We wow. went over that yesterday. As an 8-year-old, that's impressive. Rizzuto. That's tough. Rizzuto? Yeah, the Diamondbacks, 4-10, their last 14 – like we just mentioned, swept by the Pirates their last series, uh, 25 to 8 the total uh, runs aggregate in favor of the Buccos. So this is not uh, a team that has really been performing that well lately either. So might be just what the doctor ordered for the Padres, we hope. Yeah, I we'll think see. that uh, the last time the Padres played the Diamondbacks, one thing we learned is that uh, Paul Goldschmidt is totally overrated. He's, he's not a very good hitter. He went one for the series with a couple Fla of strikeouts. Flash in the yeah. pan the last We threw him a couple of walks, but, you know, he was terrible against us. But whatever you do, don't pitch to Yasmani Tomas. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> right. he went yard multiple times against us. You know, wouldn't Padres, you agree? The I mean, Padres' history at Chase Field also is, is not good. Uh, they have, they've played poor ball at Chase Field at any of the ballpark in the You just said you were happy that they were there. Well, because you're going to score runs there. That's a, that's a hitter's ballpark. I mean, I – You've never been to Chase Field. I have. Oh, you have? Yeah. That is very much a hitter's ballpark. Yeah. So. Well, I didn't hit there. I was there eating a foot-long hot dog in the stands. But Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so uh, any uniform you're excited to see from them this series? Oh, I know gosh. you were a big fan of them last time, Bill. Yeah. Those are just atrocious. I'll take the bloody sock for right. well, That's what we get, right? The home whites, they have yeah. the, the crazy uh, red socks. It's so that's yeah. terrible. All, all of them are, are terrible. They're, they're just brutal. I mean, the, the designer. It's the wave of the future, Bill. Every uniform could look like this in 10, 15 years. I'm a big years. uni snob. And, then, man, probably, I was, yeah. these were, these were I, I love classic uniforms. I hated those. Tonight, the Mets are wearing the 86 home whites tonight. Those are nice. I think yeah. all, all weekend they're celebrating yeah, those uh, are, the team back there. Those are yeah. legit. And they're going up against the kid who wasn't even alive in the 80s, uh, Julio Urias, the Dodgers. Yes, uh, prospect, the phenom that's just coming up. 19. Can he made a – I saw Molly Knight, uh, one of the Dodgers uh, writers, reporters, that – made a comment that uh, he said, God didn't give me a very good left eye, but he gave me a great left arm. Right. Because <laughs> he had a tumor as a kid. Yeah, you know, yeah. In his eye and Which he's ridden to this point now, a 19-year-old start uh, starting now. And all the people saying, oh, this is the new Fernando Mania, pump the brakes. No. All right, let's right. relax. Oh, I heard, um, I heard the best prospects fits uh, Clayton Kershaw. So pump the brakes yet again. Right. Right, right. And actually, uh, we're just looking at the score now. He gave up three runs in the first inning tonight against those Mets. But in he that struck game. out the first guy he faced, so – 
Yeah. It's what you've done for me lately. Yeah. yeah. So right, let's, uh, let's relax yeah. with the kid. A lot of pressure on a 19-year-old. Sometimes that's good, though. You're too young to get it. You're too stupid to know. As so who was, the last, who was the last 19-year-old Dodger to pitch in, uh, in the L.A. – I mean, in the New York area? I have no idea, Bill. I don't Ted know. Williams. Sandy Koufax. <laughs> I knew it was Koufax. I was just making a little joke about the shift. Remember that? Okay. Yeah, all right. Ted Williams. Second Sandy, time we've had these two guys Sandy on this. Kofax. <laughs> Sandy Koufax. Right. I've heard of him. Well, uh, we'll see if Urias can uh, match anything close to what Valenzuela and or Koufax uh, ever did. Not off to a very auspicious start uh, in Queens tonight. Spelling um, word. Yeah, Go I'm going to drop so much <laughs> vocabulary tonight on you guys. Uh, I'm just glad you aren't asking me to spell it after I say it. Uh, Party in the Park, presented by Southwest Airlines and supported by Las Vegas, returns on Friday, June 3rd with a beach-themed party. Get the SPF ready, take advantage of the $5 happy hour specials, and kick off the weekend right. Stay for the action as the Padres take on the Rockies at 740. Get your tickets today at Padres.com party. When we come back, we're going to start talking some trades. A little early in the summer for that? I think not. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Getting you set for that 640 first pitch. Padres at D-backs. Christian Friedrich taking his third turn for the pods. Robbie Ray on the hill for the D-backs. And before we get to uh, some trade talk and some game preview talk, we're going to take a look at the injury report, the AMR injury report. And uh, a couple of tweets coming in from the guys that are out there uh, covering the game over in, uh, in Phoenix. Uh, Matt Thornton was seen around the area, the rehabbing Padres reliever. There was some speculation he may return by this weekend. He's there, he's at the ballpark, but he's not activated yet. Just lives in the area. Was going out there, check it out. Uh, Dennis Lynn, A.J. Casavell both tweeting that earlier. A little CSI tweet. Right, well, he yeah. gave up two runs yesterday for Lake Elsinore. So. But the health is the important thing. Right, but you, never, but you wouldn't activate him today because he, wouldn't pitch, be, yeah. he couldn't pitch today. So it would be tomorrow. Right, so he's there, but right. not in uniform or available tonight. Uh, Dennis Lynn also tweeting this, uh, reporting from what Andy Green had just said there, I guess, in his press availability. Uh, Tyson Ross is now doing weighted ball drills in San Diego. Andy Green said Ross could pick up a baseball within the next week. I feel like we've heard this every two, three weeks. Like well, he picked it up once before, and he was th- playing catch. And, and shut it back and down. And shut it back down after about 25 throws. Yeah, so it's, I mean, right. this is a story that never ends. When will Tyson Ross be back? I well, guess if he Brady's starts just <laughs> laughing. <laughs> what is, if know. he starts throwing right now, it's still around the All-Star break. Yeah, which I think we've all expected is the best-case scenario right. at this point, and I think maybe even after that. I just so. like the way that Dennis got to phrase that, that tweet, like, hey, he's, he's you know, lifting weighted balls. And uh, then he might be able to pick up a baseball, you know, yeah. like <laughs> baby steps. You got to crawl <laughs> yeah. before you can walk, and walk before gotta, you can throw. Bench press before you can yeah. pick up a drink. Uh, I, I don't. I have no idea what that analogy is supposed to mean. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's the uh, AMR injury report. Read a book, guys. American Medical Response is the emergency <laughs> medical response team for Petco Park, and wants to remind you to stay safe, San Diego. To learn more about AMR, visit amr-sandiego.com. All right. Uh, yesterday, uh, Jim Bowden. I love it when we I say things, blo- by the way. They get blooper, like, blooper off the starts rails. laughing, and right. he can't stop laughing. And then we try to, like, have more talk, and he just, like, giggle monster over right. there. Because he's the only one that, yeah. <laughs> right, which we, uh, we're the only ones that can hear that. You guys can't at home, so this is very I think we had a cell phone ringing earlier, us. too, which I was 
trying to ignore, and it went on for It's a wild show. It's a Friday. Minutes. There's no one here. Let's get this thing back on the tracks. Are you okay with that, Bill, Brady? Can we do that? I'm not, but I know Bill's ready. By the, I like your outfit today, Bill. Yes, well, thank you. It's yes. nice. Like I would rock this. I would. I would rock this. I, I was actually. Bill can't say the same. I was actually yours, I going to wear a short sleeve shirt today. Really? Yes. Were you afraid that I would mock you the way that you did when I wore flip flops? Oh, there's no, there's no, because there's no way you could mock me like I mocked you on the. I on mean, the I could. I don't know that it would be merited. But I was. But I was told by a, a very significant other, very close to my heart. That uh, I would look, I would look better. That uh, if I wore a long sleeve shirt, because she didn't know what the people around me might be wearing. Oh, and then you send her shots this. of yeah, everybody right. in short sleeves. Yep. And uh huh. Well, Bill brings a touch of class uh, here to Padre Social Hour. Before before I was married to Suze, I used to wear clothes that came straight from whatever race was being sponsored by Pennzoil or whatever. So. This is a whole new me. The hand-me-downs. A new the, Bill. The gimmies. I like it. You do look good, Bill. Uh, by the way, uh, listening to Brady during the commercial break explain Billy Madison to Bill Center, a highlight of my season <laughs> so far. I wish we could have had that live, but maybe we'll periscope something I, uh, yeah, listen, off the show sometime. I was surprised to learn that uh, from Brady that it won like 10 Academy Awards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, verified. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. look that up on Google. Yeah, don't all. look it up. Just take my word for um, it. So Jim Bowden yesterday, former GM for the Reds and the Nationals, now uh, an ESPN guy, wrote his first sort of uh, trade market column uh, yesterday, and it got a lot of people on Padres' Twitter uh, talking because he named some of the top trade targets, and there were a lot of Padres which, on there. Which, by the way, his success level on, on his rumors and stuff, not real high. Yeah, well, this was more uh, not what he thinks is going to happen. Okay. What, this was his right. sort of opinion, his conjecture. Alrighty. So here's what he said Let's about certain Padres, and I basically want to get your guys' take if you agree, disagree yeah. with what he said. So he says the surplus this year on the trade market is going to be a lot of corner outfield bats and a lot of bullpen arms. He says what teams want, what's really in demand, there's a paucity of, that's another good word, Brady, of starting pitchers. So starting pitchers will be in high demand. So let's start with uh, James Shields. He says that the salary, you know, 20-plus million a year, scares people away, but that the Padres would eat a lot of that for prospects. Would you agree? Does that make sense to you or not? I don't, I don't think they'd eat a lot of it for prospects. And, and Shields' salary right now is not that far out of line for other pitchers. And Shields is having a really good year. He's not getting any run support, but his pitching outside of a couple – Bad home runs. His his ERA is very good. His pitching's been pretty good. I don't think you're just giving him away and 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 for in buying contract. Brady, <laughs> I uh, I was distracted from my own train of thought, bringing up James Shields' couple of bad home runs. It's like hard to think about James Shields and right. giving up home runs without thinking about Bartolo. Cologne's uh, jack into the Western Metal Building. I wonder if James can take that as a joke yet or if it's still no, too soon. No, I'm still bitter about that. I don't understand why you, Nick's question or whatever he right. said. Like, I can understand. They, in that heat of the moment, it. Give, it, give it a day. They lost that game. They, they uh, had the defending National League champs on the ropes for three, four of the games. Yeah. I, I'd be, I was okay with him being upset. Um, all right, so that's what he said about Shields. And, uh, again, you're not giving Shields away, and you're not buying a lot of that contract. Well, I think your point that you made that I actually agree with is that you see what all these other pitchers are getting on the market. Right. He's 
not a bargain, but for a guy who's going to guarantee right. you six innings every time at least, yeah, that's good market value. I think what he makes. Right. It's not too far out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me for someone to, uh, you know, the Potters to eat a little bit and get some prospects and give him to a contender and and because he's proven that. I mean, he can he can go yeah, deep into yeah. the World Series. So. Nothing else. He's a good like three four guy that can eat right. innings and be Absolutely. at least serviceable. Um, hashtag Padres SH again. A reminder if you want to let us know if you agree or disagree with any of these sentiments. Now, another starting pitcher, Drew Pomeranz. This is a direct quote from Bowden. Teams should be lining up for him. Absolutely. And the Padres would be smart to trade him right now because he can't keep this up. I Brady wonder, in touchdown I wonder who on this show already said that we should be selling high on Pomeranz and what two other people maybe disagree with me. I absolutely disagree with you. I, I, ah. I believe that. You just don't trade away your best players for the future because you don't know what prospects are going to do. I really, really like the way Pomerantz is pitching. And he's got, right now, from what I've seen, he's got the best potential of being uh, number one on this staff. I mean, you can't count on Ross. Shields is no longer number one. Kashner's not. Pomerantz right now, and I still think there's more to him. I really like the way he's throwing is I think that he has a chance to to be the leader on a staff. You think he's going to get better? I think he's – I don't know if he's going to get better, but I think he can come very close to – The way he is now, right. he doesn't have to get much better. Right, he doesn't right. Ha- that's he doesn't what I was saying. I'd be shocked right, what if he is now. Right. But, I mean, if he's in the mid-twos, I like him a lot. And I just don't trade him because – Oh, we got to make a trade. Let's get some prospects because you don't know what those idiots are ever going to do. <laughs> Your voice is that? Uh, you mimicking my voice? That's the Brady. Is that that's like the Brady voice. Sound like uh, as dumb as you can. We talked about Pomeranz in particular, like you said, Brady, uh, a couple shows ago. I'm with Bill. You keep the reason you trade guys is to get guys that will eventually be good. When you have a guy this good with team control, a good contract, keep him. You can't just keep pushing the buck down the road. I don't. Uh, I just don't you think me. you keep chasing the rainbow. I really don't. Sometimes you find the pot of gold, right, right yeah. Bill? And it's there. Um, all right, moving on to a different arm. Uh, Fernando Rodney, this is a quote as well. It's only a matter of time before he's traded to a contender. Absolutely. So those of us who are getting used to the arrow, the arrow he's gone. Absolutely. Should Absolutely. be gone right away. He's gone. Right. You're okay with that? Yeah. As From a fan's perspective. I mean, listen, I, 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 I feel like every single time I make this clarity, from a fan's point of view, I, lo- I like the guys on my team. You know, like, I like the Padres. And I and and I there isn't anybody on the team that I'm like oh, I don't like that guy, you know I, I I want all these guys to stay I want them to be good I want them to win but if they're not good and they're not winning or even if they are good and we're not winning you got to get rid of them to give them to somebody else so that we can get people to build up for the future and so you but every time you just build up for the future prospects are prospects they are not proven major league players and and if you could get a major league player in return fine I'm just not giving them away now Rodney. That one thing, you're not going to get that much back for a closer. You're really not. I don't know. If you got a contender that doesn't have a solid closer, well, we saw what they got for Kimbrell the, in right. the offseason. Right. A different level than right. Rodney, certainly. Different level, and you're only getting Rodney for like three or four months at most, not even probably two or three months. That I mean, he's, he's Right, but if we don't need him. Right. If you, Just if, don't expect much back right, for, don't expect for him. Don't expect much back for him. I'll expect a prospect that's going to turn into Mickey Mantle. All right, now here's one. Uh, Matt Kemp, who everyone has been saying, <laughs> just, just get rid of him. Yeah, Rodney for the future Mantle. Uh, book it. Uh, it's, uh, he said almost – he's basically Kemp impossible to trade at this point. He Absolutely. He says Padres fans get used to him because he's not good. going anywhere. I love Matt Kemp. Good. I just wish he could 
track down a damn fly ball <laughs> once in a while. Jeez. I mean, yeah. or, or only, get a hit in in May. The only possibility is if an American League team really needed a designated hitter, he would fit that bill. But he's making far too much money for a DH in the AL. It's if they be need a DH, hard. they'll just pick up Carlos Quinn. Right. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, Carlos Quinn. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be hard to move. Yeah, uh, Melvin Upton says that he's a stealth trade target. Uh, people have diminished interest because he lost his luster a little bit in Atlanta and last he's year. He's back, man. That, he's yeah, got he's, his swag back. Right, that's what he's saying. Big upgrade for a lot of people. Uh, well, Derek Norris says at this point, basically just a straight salary dump. He doesn't think there's any way Norris can bounce back and regather any trade value. Well, and you can't, if you're Agreed? the Padres right now, you can't trade him because you're not going to get anything back. You have to hope that he gets hot. Or, and then You'll like get you like said. my spelling bee trophy and right. Brady's hat at this right. point. Exactly. Yeah. So you're going to lose kind of hat. You can't trade him right now because you're going to lose everything that you've got at him. You're not getting anything back, and you're probably going to have to. So do you do you keep trotting him out there even though he's slumping so much? Because what you're saying to me as a fan is, if Norris keeps starting and playing and he's not getting in out of the slump, it's we're trying to build his value up as opposed to trying to win games in the short term when Bethancourt may be able to help you. Is that right. fair to assume that's the message people should take? I'd be interested in seeing Bethancourt for like a week behind the plate straight. I yeah, really I would too. I think he could, you know. But then you can't build Norris back up for any trade. Yeah, it's tough. It's like, you what want you him do? to get Your good, and I think that Norris is best. Uh, right now, best I option for a trade would be if, like, if another catcher on another team hit the DL, and they were desperate, and they came to the Padres, they'd probably want Bethancourt over. Norris, and then, you know, probably would try to spin it to say, like, no, you take Norris, we're, we're sitting on Bethancourt. That'd be interesting if teams are now coming after Bethancourt from what they've seen in limited flashes, right. as opposed to Norris, who everybody thought was a trade candidate. Who would you take right now? I mean, I want to see Bethancourt. Yeah, and plus, I mean, he comes a lot cheaper, and he's younger. And we're and now everyone about... Loves potential. He doesn't have a beard, though. We're now about a week. We're now about a month from seeing Hedges back in action, too. There's so. that, too, yeah. So uh, what A.J. Preller said time and again is the trade market doesn't really start warming up until after right. the draft. So we have a couple weeks, but now the rumblings are starting. People are starting to jockey for players in position. We will see this really heat up it, over the next one. This is month. not heating up right now at 50 games. There's not a lot of... It's just it's getting the ingredients on the kitchen yeah. counter. Well, the, sto- the stove's not lit nobody's, yet. Nobody's talking trades right now. Always. It's 365, No, Bill. it's not. Yes. You look, at, you look at the number of trades that are made in April and May in the major leagues. The foundations are being talking. laid. still talking. These guys are texting. These guys foundations are, are being laid, man. It's the future's yeah. market. Pouring the foundation. I yeah, like right. it, Brady. Most uh, buy most high, sell higher. Yeah, most of these foundation work, it goes on and on and on, and then somebody comes along with a better deal and it's made in five seconds. All right, Bill's Guide to Trading. Um, the Padres are on a mission to create a world without cancer, and you can help. Join Padres Pedal the Cause, a two-day <laughs> cycling challenge on November 12th and 13th. You can get involved by riding, fundraising, or volunteering. Anyone can ride, and rides range from 12 to 162 miles. Visit gopedal.org to learn more and to register today. Don't go far. We're back with more Padres Social Hour coming up right after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. We're back here on Padres Social Hour, 530 here at Petco Park. They're getting set for that 640 first pitch out in Phoenix in the desert here in the AMR studio with Brady and Bill. I'm Mike. We were talking some uh, trades last segment. And uh, Jellyman tweeting in after we went through... Brady and Blooper had this, like, <laughs> we're trying to run a show here, and the two of them are just submarining <laughs> our efforts, Okay, Bill. for I don't the like record, if you, 
I'm just smiling, and you always get distracted by this grin on my face. I like accidentally we're trying to have a professional. I accidentally hit my mic, and Blooper looks at me like I just like did some horrific we, act to we him come back personally. Break and you just hear like that. <laughs> like, insane. Uh, uh, no, so Jellyman uh, tweeting in his take on all of the uh, the Padres trade candidates uh, says Shields no way, Pomeranz no way, Rodney maybe, Kemp untradeable, Norris sign of fire sale. Uh, I'm assuming he means no way, as in don't trade those guys. Right. Um, so I guess, you know, Jellyman likes his starting pitching. And uh, Kemp, yeah, I think a lot of people are starting to get used to the fact that he might be here for a while. Cause I, it's going to be some dead weight to move. Uh, it's it's Im- almost impossible to move Which is Matt fine. Kemp. I love right me now. some Kemp. Good. Right. All right, we'll see. I so mean, if, if he wakes up, the way he's been playing in May has been terrible. Right. If, he was, if it's April, Matt Kemp, the rest of the year. I think people are happy with that. Oh, well, if he, if he bounces back, I mean, and, and history says he's going to bounce back before the season's over. Yep. But right now. In about four days right. when the calendar well, changes. Right now, months. he is going as bad as I've seen anybody go in a long time. Yeah. And starting to seep into his defensive side, which was actually pretty good at the beginning of the right. year. And now we're seeing some, some issues to there. To me, it looks, I mean, he looks a step slower right now than he did in April. He does not look as quick. Hips don't lie. I, well, I don't know if it's <laughs> the hips, but I mean, any you could be sore anywhere. But he does not look right now as quick as he did in April. Well, it's funny. We have actually a guest coming up uh, in a little bit. Eno Saris, friend of the show. He's called in a bunch of times over the years. Fan graphs. Yep. Uh, he wrote uh, a story a couple days ago, and we finally were able to get him on today, about how veterans can handle getting out of slumps easier than young guys. Absolutely. For a variety of reasons. Right. Well, that's not working with Kemp uh, or Norris, who's a younger veteran, but uh, I'm going to be interested to talk to Eno here in a few minutes about what he sees with a guy like Kemp because, it, I mean, the story holds that as you get older, you kind of know what to do to get back on track, right. and we're seeing every year in May, Kemp just can't figure it out. Right. So no, but, he, but he's absolutely right on that. Uh, old players know how to get back to their norm, know how to get back to what works for them, and that's how they get out of slumps. Younger players... You know, they're searching for answers. They have a much harder time finding what works. And we'll ask you know about it, but he also says just older people in general, you know how to get happier faster. So is that which right? is weird because Bill's always so unhappy with us. Maybe it's just the company he keeps. Uh, could be when he's with us. Bill's like super so. happy until he gets here, and he's like, <laughs> right. right. I'm, ha- I'm happy with I'm happy with Blooper. It's until you two guys show up. You clowns wow. again. Low blow when you bring Blooper in as a positive. Bill, the I thought thing we you've were ever friends. Said. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. <laughs> I know. Uh, we're going to try and get Eno uh, on the phone here when we come back. So if you have any questions for him, Fangraphs is a smart guy. He knows a lot of stuff. So yes. send them in. Use hashtag PadresSH as we try and uh, get him dialed in here in just a little bit. But first, Bill mentioned him earlier. He's coming in a couple weeks. The postgame way back Wednesday concert at Petco Snoop. Park is back. The first one of the year is June 8th. After the 1240 Padres game against the Braves, stay afterward for a live DJ set by DJ Snoopadelic, presented by Budweiser. Get your tickets today at Padres.com slash promotions. When we come back, Eno Saris will be on the line. Don't go anywhere. This is Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Again, it's Padres and D-backs game one of a three-game set. The Padres then have two at Seattle before they finally come back home. Long road trip for the guys after some uh, 
some games here uh, that seem to uh, drag on a bit, all the extra innings, all the long nine-inning right. games, and now they're gone. It's like, oh, miss them. Wish they'd come back. <laughs> um, coming back <laughs> now for the second time this year on the show on the Cholula Hotline, it's Eno Saras from Fangrass. Eno, are you there? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, you got Bill, and uh, I, I know that you know Brady uh, Phelps online, and so I apologize we couldn't get a better what? Uh, third guest to be on here with you. And Eno, we're thrilled to have you, man. Don't listen to him. Yeah. He'll do. <laughs> yeah, he will do. Um, Eno, uh, we're calling because we've been seeing here uh, f- in front of our very eyes a couple of veterans who've been struggling, Matt Kemp in particular. Uh, overcompensating is the word I coined uh, here last week. Terrible oh, word. Pretty geez. good one, Terrible. if you ask me. Terrible. Back to the um, third grade spelling bee. <laughs> Eno, uh, not to get you involved with our drama here, but you wrote a, a piece on Fangraphs a couple days ago about our veterans better at slump busting. Kemp qualifies as much of a veteran as anybody else. Uh, give us a quick premise of, of your piece before we dive into some specifics, uh, just from your perspective writing it. Well, I, I just I done I done a study in college where we gave people beepers every day and we, we asked them, you know, what are you doing right now? How are you feeling right now? What are you about to do? And we just found out that people were better at, at modulating their emotions as they got older because they knew that when they were sad they should go eat ice cream or you know go watch a baseball game or you know go take a jog, and uh, those sort of coping mechanisms you know made them better at uh, sort of staying emotionally stable. So. Um, you know, we, we, that was one thing that I sort of took into some research that showed that players do get a little more stable as they get older. But, you know, to jump right into what's happening with the Padres, with the Matt Kemp, um, he should really listen to Mark McGuire because I, I quoted Mark McGuire in the piece. He talked to uh, Jesse Agler, uh, and he said that, you know, when you're going badly, you should really, you know, focus on the, on the strike zone and just take, take pitches and – and, and, and swing at good pitches, and that's really Matt Kemp's biggest problem right now, I think. He's just swinging at everything. Yeah, it's been interesting, and yeah, you, do, you talk to a bunch of people in the piece, and McGuire, one of them, and uh, that's what struck me the most, is just stop focusing on so much and try and narrow it and kind of step back a little bit, uh, which I thought, yeah, I mean, like you say, great advice uh, for Kemp. You know, did you have any idea when you had that conversation, and maybe you could kind of give us a little recap of it with Brad Osmus. I know that normally when I want to feel dumb about myself i go and read your pieces on fan because i have trouble understanding them but this one <laughs> i feel like i really related to you know i get it like you you just get and get better with certain things as you get older and i'm just wondering about that brad osmond's conversation that you had and sort of the catalyst for this this article in general um to talk to us about that conversation and kind of how it led into this i think it was, it was, a, it was a question about the veteran makeup of the team um, and I think that actually you can see the benefit on his team a little bit. Uh, Nick Castellanos had, you know, a little bit rough the first couple of years, and I think that he's been a lot better this year as he's sort of stabilized and, and, and figured out the league a little bit. And, uh, you know, then you look at guys like Miggy and, and Victor Martinez who are just great all the time. And even when they're not at their best, they're still really good. So I think that you know, they're really good at, you know, slowing the game down and then also just, um, you know, taking pitches and getting walks when they're not doing that well and not overthinking, not like not going and changing their swing every time they, they hit an O for a stretch. And I think that's a big deal. I mean, you know, Terry Pendleton used to change his stance every five days. Uh, and I don't know how that worked for him. I think it, it's better probably to have a very stable approach to the game. You know, Bill Center here, Do you? Th- I, I get the feeling on Kemp, though, that he's trying to also do too much, that he's ex- – 
he, the pitchers haven't expanded his zone by themselves. He's expanded his zone because he's not getting much support behind him. And I, and I almost think that Kemp's been trying to do too much. Uh, I'd, I'd like to know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I, I agree with you because basically everything's in the air. And he's swinging everything down and in. That's the, the biggest change in his swing heat map is down and in. And so that's, that's, he's trying to lift everything. He's trying to hit a million homers. Right. Uh, he's, trying to, he's trying to hit five-run homers in every game. Um, and the last time I checked, those don't exist. So I, I think that he needs to uh, – you know, he has a really nice – when he's going well, he has a really nice stroke tall field, uh, line drive stroke that can, that can um, you know, can really do him some wonders. So I think that if he's sort of focused back on that – and maybe he just needs a couple guys around him to hit a little bit more, and then he can say, okay, right there, right here, we, all we need is a single or a double uh, instead of you know, going to the fences every time. Totally agree with you. What I love, too, from what you had in there, you had statistical analysis and mechanical stuff, but a lot of guys you spoke with talked about stuff away from the baseball field. It's going home and petting my dogs. Uh, Hunter Pence saying, you've got to have some fun once in a while and clear your mind. Could something like, I don't know, a fishing trip, going to the bowling alley, I mean, can that really help these guys get back in a groove? You know, as great as Andy Green has been, you know, you think about a, a different uh, kind of manager. When you think about Joe Madden, and, and you think about all those silly things you do, sometimes people, you know, roll their eyes at the, at the crazy costumes they're wearing and the music and the DJs that practice and all that stuff. But the thing that that does for them is, you know, sort of, is what they're talking about. Take you away from the fact that you went over five last night with five strikeouts, you know? So, you know, wearing costumes or, or having a DJ or whatever, that stuff, you know, that might be a, a welcome addition to, to Green's game. You know, I, he's a very good tactical manager, a very smart guy. Uh, might be interesting to see him try and loosen up the clubhouse a little bit with some stuff like that. Or maybe it's just not his bag. Maybe that's not the kind of person he is. But it definitely works for Joe Madden, I think. It also works for Joe Madden, you know, because he's got a lot of talent in his lineup. <laughs> Yeah, when you're trotting out that Cubs lineup, you can right. wear the funny suits. And you only got to worry about getting one or two guys hot rather than eight. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, the, the, fun, the funny clothing we reserve for us here on the set, uh, Eno. But, yeah, we'll see if maybe Andy Green can uh, think of some other ways to spice things up. Uh, Eno, thank you very much. I'm sure this will not be the last time we talk to you. It's always a pleasure, and keep up the great work. All right, thanks for having me. All Take right. care, man. Dino Saras from Fangraphs. And, yeah, if you head to Fangraphs.com, you can check it out. The story is called Are Veterans Better at Slump Busting? He talked, like we uh, mentioned in passing, to a whole bunch of people, Brad Osmus, Gregor Blanco, Hunter Pence. Uh, I heard some Mark McGuire stories in there. Right. So it's really good stuff. Check it out. Uh, that was Eno on the Cholula Hotline. Make sure to uncap real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. When we come back, we'll get into tonight's lineup and Brady versus Blooper in the head-to-head -head challenge. You don't want to miss that. This is Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. That's us here on Padres Social Hour. Uh, welcome back. Very interesting chat there uh, with Eno. And the one part that I think may be the best fodder for conversation moving forward, especially with the way the team's been performing and the way that the fans have been reacting to it, is this whole, like, you know, Andy Green maybe loosening up to get the players' minds off it. If Andy Green, say, this weekend on the road trip back, went Joe Madden and said, hey, let's all dress up in Power Rangers costumes, do you think the fan base would be cool with that or not so happy? I, I think they'd be happy if, the, if this club were playing really well. 
that only works in certain circumstances. And you've got to have, you've got to be going good so that everybody can share in the laugh. So you think you have to win first before you can do that kind of right. stuff. Absolutely. Brady's shaking his head vehemently in the opposite Brady's direction. Brady's always wrong. <laughs> You, uh, okay. you, so it could, could it be the other way that sometimes you have to do this fun stuff to maybe get looser and then the wins will come? Uh, yes, 100%. I think he should totally. And, and I don't – not to say that there maybe isn't some fun stuff happening behind the scenes that we as fans maybe don't know about with the team, but something overtly. I do think that there is a large chunk of Padres Twitter, which is often incredibly irrational, I being a chief <laughs> proponent of irrationality. Present company uh, included. But – I, I would love it. I would love to see them go some fun, even if they're losing. I mean, th- whatever. They're, are they going to lose more? I don't know. if that, Is that possible? So, like, <laughs> let them go have some fun and see if it can, like, generate some uh, camaraderie with the guys and some spark and some, you know. The degree of difficulty for acceptance is hard now. You right. do that now after the Giants, not going to happen. If they sweep this series, maybe win one of the two in Seattle and they want right. to wear funky costumes coming back, I'm cool with that. No matter I when it happens, you can always be like, oh, they win three and now they think they can do this? Oh, they get swept and they can do that. It's like everyone Welcome is going to the fight. internet, but I think it's right. more acceptable after even – it doesn't have to be they're back at 500 or a winning record. I think even after a small winning stretch, maybe you want to implement some fun stuff, you can. I think right now, today, not the day. Right. But I, I in think a the week, fun if they have stuff, a good week, if you're rolling good, it. like the Cubs are now, like the Tigers were, and with Sparky and '84, that's very. That's a lot of fun when you're really rolling good. There was another team that was rolling in '84, pretty good. Right, but I mean, <laughs> the t- but the '84 <laughs> Tigers. Were I know like they were one of Bill's all-time great teams. That's right. why we have so much fun. The spelling bee trophies, the right. hats, because, yeah. you know, we're, we're a great show because we have fun. Right? You know, can Bill? I mention Tony Gwynn's slumps when he was, like, Tony Gwynn didn't slump very often. Right. But he went far he, between. Right. But when he did, he would take, when he'd take batting practice the next day, he'd go out there and, you know, like most players will take every swing in batting practice. You know, like they'll take 10 and then they'll take 10. They'll take 10 in the third round. Tony, when he was going bad, would go out to batting practice, and if he felt good after three swings, he'd stop. Why he poison w- your mind with anything bad? Yeah. He was right back to where he needed to be. Bill, I, this is he the kind of stories doing. that I love hearing from you, that I love having you on the show because this kind of wisdom, man, you just don't get with the other <laughs> schmucks that are <laughs> right. in the third seat. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm serious. Man. I really love hearing those stories because I would have never known that. We and keep that's bringing cool. him back. And yet we will not be relying on Bill's expertise for the head-to-head challenge. Instead, we hand it over to one of the aforementioned schmucks. Absolutely. Here Brady we go. Phelps. Uh, so let's take a look at tonight's lineup as uh, we have it here. John Jay in center field. Will Myers at first base. Then it's Matt Kemp in right field batting third. Young Hervis Salarte at second base hitting cleanup. Melvin Upton in left. Brett Wallace at third base. Derek Norris catching Alexei Ramirez at shortstop, and Christian Friedrich is pitching tonight. So now in the head-to-head challenge brought to us by Supercuts, the win last time, two days ago, we had an off day yesterday, it was back to Blooper. He's been having a really nice run, and Blooper's now up 23-15, to back to an eight-point lead. But the first pick in trying to pick the guy who will have the most positive impact on the game tonight goes to Brady. So yes. you got to get the couch back on the winning side of the ledger. Who I personally, I hear him on a streak. Yeah, so you started 0-4 this year. Right, pretty bad. Terrible, the worst record we have of anybody that's been on the show this year. But you've won two in a row, so now you have a chance to pull within one game of 500 personally. All right. So don't blow it. I was going to go with Will Myers, but I've decided against it. I'm going to go with Young Hervis Salarte. 
I like it. He's and been hot. He's had the home run the last to, uh, game. Yeah, he's back, and he's, he's ready to dominate blooper. Talking right. about guys that are having fun. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this team right. missed him so much. I missed him so much. Yeah. I need Personally. my hair miss in my life. Yeah, what you uh, got, Blooper? Blooper, who you got? I'm going to go with the guy you passed over, Will Myers. Oh, well, I win either way, then. There you no, <laughs> you don't win either way. You win or you lose. You might win the argument, but Blooper will get the point. Uh, Myers getting that first start back after the forearm soreness that had him rested the last couple of days. So it's a risky pick, but I think – Blooper just wants to really rub it into Brady's face at the end. Yeah, of you could have had him, but you point. didn't. Yeah, yeah exactly. Enough. A scorned Myers. Go um, young at Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. When we come back, Bill Center is going to try and talk some sense into me. You'll find out why in just a second. This is Padre Social Hour. <laughs> 